News Radio 92.3 is a Pensacola expert panel. I'm Jan Casey, and I am here with Stefan Schmidt from Key Marine and also George uh, George Stone. It's Boat Smart. You can call any call in, text in with any of your questions that you have for Stefan at 850-437-1620. Now, you have a guest with you this morning. And he's like, he's just here to watch. Now, Jeremy, Jeremy Daly, let me just, I have to share something with you. He's just going to hang out with you us You don't today. watch radio. You watch TV. <laughs> Noted. You know, I've tried to do show and tell on this show, but it never works out it for doesn't. me. It doesn't. So, you know, but I guess we could uh, do a Facebook, one of them things one day and do a show and tell. And I'll bring old Nasty Manifold in here or something. That might work out I for us. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be great. I have done TV shows and it works pretty good on that, you know, but radio, I don't know. Well, you, know, you can but, paint a picture. You're good you, at that. You know, the rumor is I have a face for radio anyway, so you know it's how that works. It's not a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to Boat Smart. It is a call-in show, 850-437-1620. You may have a question about your boat. You may have a question about the school, Georgetown Technical College, over there on Longleaf Drive. Uh, just give us a call or text, 850-437-1620 is the number. Key Marine Center of Northwest Florida is our sponsor. Key Marine located at 56 21 by our road here in Pensacola, 850-492-0487 is their phone number, 850-492-0487. Jot that number down because you may never know when you might need Key Marine. You might need some service on your boat. Right now is a great time to start thinking about that. Uh, KeyMarineCenter.com is their website. Key Marine Center uh, specializes in Yamaha, Mercury, and Suzuki. They are your repower center for all three of those motors. They can also do uh, Mercruiser repowers as well. They have a lot of engines in stock right now. All horsepowers on uh, Suzuki engines, they're getting them fairly uh, quickly now. So if you're ready for a repower, uh, they have several different models and horsepowers in stock on all three of their lines. But they are getting Suzuki's in a little quicker now, so they can get fit your needs as far as a repower is concerned. So uh, give them a call, 850-432-0497 is the number, and they are more than happy to help you out there. Uh, Key Marine has parts in stock for your Mercruiser product. Key Marine specializes in service and repair on all Mercruiser, Mercury, Yamaha, Suzuki products. They have trained technicians that can provide top-notch product service and repair. You can also check them out on Facebook, which I just did. I looked at their Facebook page, and uh, they got a lot of information on there as well. Uh, I've got several people, that students that graduated uh, are working out at Key Marine, and I just loved saying that and letting people know that we got students out there in the field that came from Georgetown Tech, uh, the Marine Service class, and it's just, a, it's just good to have that, you know, to be able to say that. You know, and I got some good news I'm going to share here in just a minute uh, from Yamaha, and uh, we're going to talk about that as well. I am the Marine instructor over at Georgetown Technical College. Georgetown located at 2400 Longleaf Drive here in Pensacola. GeorgestoneCollege.edu. Check out that chat feature. That chat feature is really good to get a hold of myself, any other instructor out at Georgetown. Uh, you can get a hold of counseling, financial aid, anybody. You hit that chat feature, and Mr. Wiggins will forward that chat or the question you have to one of us. And I'm always, I am always answer mine. You get in there. Uh, if you give me a phone number, I'll call you. If you can leave an email address, I'll email you. But I will always answer those. It's always good to, to uh, get some information from us before you come out there. Uh, maybe come by and see what I do in the Marine Service class. That's really important to do that as well. So it's just, uh, you know, we're having a, a good time this year. We're learning a lot. 
And uh, this week is no different than any other week. We've just been jam-packed full of learning. So we started electrical systems uh, this week, and I'm very heavy on electrical. And I enjoy doing the electrical systems with my students. Electrical is my favorite part. I love electrical because, to me, it's it, you have to think a little bit. You get to take things that look like nasty little uh, wires that are hanging everywhere and turn it into a work of art. That's fun. You know, and you get to troubleshoot systems in the electrical system and to make it look good and make it where you can have good access to things. And we have several boats right now that students are working on. And uh, I actually crawled up in, in a boat. Um, it was either Monday, Tuesday night, and I was in there with students. And I'm down in the bilge area uh, pulling wires out. My students, they, they learn lessons the hard way okay no a lot of people you know do that of course you have to learn your own lessons (laughs) we've all do that yeah and and i always tell them i say whenever you're working on this stuff especially in your learning take some pictures tag your wires you know document things that you're doing so you can always have a reference well these particular students uh pulled out several a bilge pump they pulled out a washdown pump and and a aerator pump and a float switch out of this bilge area was really tight, and the wires were going everywhere. And they couldn't find the wires that they they that went to those components. So they're reinstalling the components, and I had to get in there and kind of help them, you know, find the wire. So it's it's fun to be able to show them the hands-on part of that, to get in there and them hanging over my shoulders you know looking where i'm talking and i'm talking to them i'm like trying to explain to them how you know you 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 get these wires out and you do the use a meter or you can use a power probe to figure out where the wires what wires are what and we worked our way back through and we finally found the wires that they were looking for we located them we uh determined which ones were bad and which were good and now we had a plan to put new wiring in the boat and to get everything back up and running. And they learned a good lesson from that. You know, it's, it's just you got to pay attention to what you're doing. You have to be able to um, document the work that you're doing and understand the components that you're working on. And we finally got that boat getting it squared away. They're Now they're running some wires to the boat, and we ended that end of the week with that. And uh, next week, they'll be running some new wires to that. So we started electrical. I got students that are actually working on boats with electrical. I got brand-new students that are doing electrical stations, which is a lot of fun because they've never uh, messed with electrical before. And if you listen to my show a lot, you understand that I teach one wire at a time and or one system at a time. I'll start with a simple light bulb. And then I work my way up to a bilge pump and then to an automatic float switch. And then we'll do uh, uh, different types of switches and components. And then we'll work our way up to nav- navigation lights and stuff like that. And we start adding all these components together. So when a student looks at a wiring n- nightmare in a boat where you got all these wires going in, they can understand that if they understand one individual component, they can troubleshoot any other component past that. But in the, the main thing is to understand what the components are, what they do, and how you wire them. So we're doing that this week, and we're just having a great time with that. Again, this is a call-in show, 850-437-1620 is the phone number. You can call or text. Maybe you have a question about maybe you're getting ready to buy a boat or you're thinking about buying a boat, and you have a question on, hey, what kind of boat should I buy? I had a gentleman uh, talking to me this week, sent me a picture of a boat, and uh, said, what do you think about this boat? And uh, 
you know, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, I'm looking at, I'm thinking about him and what he wants to do. And I'm going, uh, probably not a good choice for you, you know? And, uh, it's, we were talking about what are you going to do with your boat? What are your plans? Are you just going to hang out and enjoy the day, go to yeah. the beach and that kind of stuff, go to dinner? Are you going to fish? Are you planning on fishing and doing that? So there, so maybe you have a question about that. You, you know, what type of boat you want to buy? Uh, because as we get into the slow season, boats prices go down so it really is a good time to start thinking about buying a few weeks ago you were talking about um we don't really have to winterize our boats here but you still need to get those systems checked i'm trying to sound like you i don't even know what it is but to get you know you have to get the thing running you're not gonna have a nice warm cold uh, warm cold but i like to be on the water when it's cool weather it's just something about it but you're not going to just jump in that boat on christmas day if you haven't had things in place if you haven't had it checked right and and like you said we hit we we don't we talk about winterization a little bit and there are times where you have to you should winterize uh, or at least partial winterize to protect the engine uh like jeff crane was talking yeah. a couple weeks ago the outboards are pretty easy to do when you get the stern drives and inboards there's some safety measures you need to take to keep them from freezing. But really, the main thing on a, a boat that is is put up for a period of time is to put fresh fuel in it, treat the fuel, and make sure that you run it every so often and then do your general maintenance, general maintenance on, on the uh, boat. That way it is ready to go. Right. Don't let it sit for two or three months and expect it to start and run properly. That's just not going to happen, you know. So, and then you're yeah. just going to be frustrated, and and Jeff and I were talking about that too. You're just going to be frustrated. You planned a boat day, the whole family there, all oh, your yeah. friends, and your boat is not working because it hasn't been uh, maintained. Is that the word? Yeah, maintained. Yep, yep, Check. maintained, okay. properly maintained. And you know, I think a lot of people get more upset about their boat not running than if their car doesn't run. <laughs> well, of course, <laughs> you know, because if you got a boat, where are you going? You're going to go have fun. That's it, right? Boats are fun. Yep. You got a car, you're going to possibly going to work right <laughs> so if my car's broke yeah. down i can call in sick <laughs> you know but if my boat's broke down i can't go boating That's so that right. becomes a problem right so yeah i agree with you you need to make sure that boat is ready to go so you know this time of year is a great time to start thinking about getting my fuel treated making sure that i'm getting ready to do my maintenance and get ready for you know not only the boating days that we're going to have ahead of us this weekend is going to be great i was looking at the weather uh, this morning, I think this morning it was in the high 70s, and I was thinking, man, that'd be nice to go out on a boat today and hang out and go wherever you want to do, you know, and then the, it's going to get up in the 80s today. It's good boating weather, and uh, there, we have lots of days during the year f- for to do that, you know, so yeah, definitely be ready all year round. So li- this week, I also want to talk about Landon. Uh, Landon was on uh, our show. I actually had him in here as a guest. He's one of my uh, students, uh, and he passed his Yamaha certification this week for his inline came in on tuesday landon's actually working at a dealership over in gulf breeze and uh gulf breeze marine is where he's working as a co-op and he and he came in and done his uh, 150 training and got that certification so i'm proud of him for doing that and and working in field and it's taking extra time to complete them certifications and that's important to do that and i think i mentioned last week we got four students that are look, working on their f-150s we have two that are working on their 250 certification, the V-engine certifications. So hopefully in a couple of weeks, those will come up and we'll be able to get those students tested on that. How about this? We were talking about uh, maintenance on engines and boats that sit for a long period of time. We have a 1939 Chris Craft in our shop. 1939. 
and I've had this boat's been there a while, and 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 it's actually one of my substitute teachers, uh, boats. He comes in and subs for my uh, class, and and we kind of and so he's able to bring his boat in there because he works for the school district. So we've had the boat in there for a while, and and we've been working on it. We had a bunch of wiring uh, that we had to do on the boat, and uh, this is a wooden hull boat. Can you take a picture of that? And yeah, we'll maybe you, we can. We yeah, can we'll get you a picture. That. Maybe we pop it up on yeah. on our on our uh, Facebook page, or actually you're on there. We can put it on our uh, what's that we do on podcast, right? Yes. So we can do that. Yeah, we'll put a picture up there for that. And last night we pulled the boat out, and we were able to run the engine. It's got an inline six flathead motor in it, and uh, 1939. Once we got fuel of that motor, that joker fired off. Now it's only running on three cylinders out of the six. We got to figure that part out. But that motor's running, and that and that boat's been sitting for eight years. And my students were, were so proud. I had them all gathered around that boat last night. I'm out there with them because they're still learning, right? Yeah. And they we've they've never dealt with you know starting an engine up that has sat for a long period of time. So I was out there with them, and we're we're working on getting fuel to it, and we're doing safety stuff. We got a fire extinguisher just in case, you know, and kind of stuff like that. But that motor just fired right up and ran. So it's pretty cool to see that boat running in our shop, a 1939 Chris Craft. Now, listen, all my listeners, listen to me. We don't work on stuff that old typically, right? Okay, we try to stay within the 10-year range, but this happened to be one of, you know, a, a, a substitute teacher that comes yeah. in for me when I'm not there, and he and he, he just asked me to work on it. I thought we were doing wiring, but we're doing a lot of stuff for this boat. And, uh, this is really away. exciting. I want to encourage you to take pictures all along the way. I'm going yes, to ta- take some pictures of that boat and get them to you on that. Yep, for I sure. I mean, because that I, f- I find that fascinating. Anything older like that. But anyway, go ahead, Stephon. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, when we're, we, uh, the, the gentleman that owns the boat says he wants to take the students out for a ride in it. Now, that's going to be cool once we get it ready to go. We're going to probably splash that boat. We'll make some time to do that, and we'll put that boat in the water and uh, get it ready to go. Uh, those older boats, I actually was uh, around older boats like that in, in the first part of my career because I was up on the Mississippi River, and we had a lot of wooden hull boats, uh, many of them Chris Craft-type boats. And uh, the boats that we would work on, the wooden hull boats, we would winterize those boats, and they would sit for three or four months out of the water, and then we'd have to put them back in. And you'd actually have to soak those boats in the water for overnight to a couple of days because the wood on those boats swell. And that's how those boats seal themselves off. You, there's some caulking and things that go in line with that, but the wood in that boat has to swell so to, in order for it not to take on water. So we had water going into the bilge of that boat last night, and you could actually see the flow of water coming out of the boat through the through the wood start slowing down the longer we have water going into it so that was pretty cool for students to see that as well so we're having a good time with that boat uh my two students that are working on it they're uh, older gentlemen that are in my class and they're in there really uh, more for hobby type situation you know and they're just having some fun and they're going through the whole entire process but this is their baby and they're enjoying working on that so uh, I'm, every day uh, they give me a little report on where they're at and just to see them excited about pulling it out getting it running and then after we were getting ready to leave last night we had it under the overhang outside and my other students like no we got to pull this boat back inside you know so we they did it they put it inside to keep it in there because that's their that's their baby right yeah. now and they're taking good care of it so yep we got, I got chris and mike that are working on that boat 
And uh, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, you know, you get these students sometimes that come into your classroom that are leaders. They're, uh, they're actually, you know, they, they're just fun to have in the class. They have good attitudes and stuff. And Chris and Mike are those kind of guys that come in there. And they help you and they work with you. We got a phone call? This is the coolest thing. And it, it's probably one of your students. They okay. sent a picture through the text of that older that 1939 Chris Craft okay that you're working on and I'm gonna do my best I'm happy you know to get that on our podcast page okay it is so cool yeah it is I mean that's you know that's that's history right there you know to see a boat like that and we typically don't see that kind of stuff around here but there's a lot of those boats out there uh people they have boat clubs and and, and Chris Craft clubs and things like that and and these these people that own these boats do boating events with with these it, boats it's pretty cool it's kind of the boats that are in all the love story movies you know yeah you see people like in the notebook it's that kind of boat yeah it is and it's pretty and it, and it's a lot of it's art yeah when you look at it, it you is. know it's art but it's also a lot of work too you know to keep them boats running and uh we're hoping to have that boat wrapped up next week or so we're having some issues with some uh throttle cables uh we're having an issue with attack we got to repair that and some and a temperature gauge. So we're working on all that. You know, once you get a boat that's set so long, you got to work at it. You got to figure out what's going, what works and what doesn't, and you got to go back in and redo some of the work that we're that needs to be done on that. Um, I got a package this week by surprise. You know, my uh, I'll get pictures from up front. They'll send me a picture and say you have a package up here. And I went upstairs and got a package, and I didn't know. I wasn't expecting anything, but it was a great surprise. I It was from Yamaha Marine. They sent me a, a package with a little note in there, and it said, thank you for doing what you do, you know, helping our industry. And uh, there's 105 schools attached to Yamaha. And, I, you know, we listened to Jeff Crane last week and or a couple weeks ago, and he talked about where we are probably in the top five of all those schools. I don't, you know – I'll take the bragging rights on that because we try hard to be in a, in the top. Right. And, uh, they sent me a nice little two Yamaha cups, you know, like, you know, those insulated cups. Yeah. And, uh, this is what they sent me. Yamaha supported tech schools have filled over 125 service technician jobs last year alone. So in United States, we have filled 125 technician jobs last year alone that's not counting previous years of course but just last year alone and you know there, that's a lot of schools but i know that we've placed uh in the last couple years probably at least 10 locations that are yamaha dealerships at least and because of prom- there's a lot of dealerships in our area and everybody's needing technicians mechanics helpers all this stuff right so that's a pretty good number to put 125 service technicians in the field uh and getting them out there working and i just think that's great and i appreciate yamaha sending me that you know encouragement little note of encouragement and a couple cups you know well congratulations uh, yeah and i actually gave one of them to mr brooks mr brooks is my assistant principal and him and i are partners in this quest to uh work with yamaha and mercury and get as you know the uh, the good relationship with them so we can get people out in the field where they're needed to go ahead and you know to to work on the boats that people were out there boating with to make sure that they have the great maintenance and stuff. And that's what we're, we're doing. We're working together to make that happen. Um, there, we talked last week about scenarios and I, we started that mm, 
couple weeks ago where I present a scenario to the class. And the scenario that we had was a, uh, a boat that had a, a twin engine boat, uh, had twin 150 carbureted mercuries on the back of it, and it had a blown power head. And the scenario that I put out there was that this uh, boat had a powerhead rebuilt. It immediately, within a month or two, blew that powerhead. And then the dealership replaced the powerhead instead of rebuilding it because the damage was so far gone. And then on a third trip around, it blew another powerhead. So I started talking to the students about this scenario. And we're talking about powerhead, the engine had a, had a problem where it detonated a piston on number one cylinder, okay? So what I do is I give this scenario to the students, and I let them write down what their steps would be to repair or troubleshoot, to uh, figure out what's wrong with the boat. And it's, it's interesting when I do this because students still have to really think about what they do. And... You go around the classroom and you you, it, you start with students that are in the front of the class, so they've been there for a short period of time, and you work your way back to the students that are in the back of the class giving scenarios, and I don't say anything until they're all done with their scenarios. I may go, hmm, okay, or something like that, you know, but that's about <laughs> that's it. That's not very encouraging. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, but, yeah, so anyway, they go through their scenarios, and what I'm trying to do is to get them thinking about not only the failure – but what caused the failure? You know, you can fix something that's broken, but the problem is you fix something that's that broken. If you don't fix what bro- what made it happen, what, what the fault was, you continue to have that problem. In this case, there was an engine that was having uh, fuel system issues and it wasn't related to the engine because I don't want everyone, anybody to think I'm, you know, mercury i said mercury because that's what it was it could be a yamaha it doesn't matter it could be a suzuki it was the boat that was causing the problem and that was the fuel system there's too many restrictions in the fuel system causing the boat to run lean or the engine to run lean we had a problem with one engine but not the other and when you looked at the the uh, actual fuel system the problem was related to the side that the engine was on so you have to dig in you have to figure out what the problem is correct the problem and correct the the cause what the problem caused and that could be true with start systems ignition systems any of those components you have to think outside the box and you have to you have to determine what caused this failure so i do not have this failure again you know it you have to really work at that with these students you know you have to understand the systems and things like that and uh it's really fun to do the scenarios because you can see them thinking literally they start thinking and they're writing stuff down and they're talking to each other and they'll go okay well i did this and that's completely not what i was supposed to do and the other students like i'm looking at this pro this situation and and we had all kinds of input so we're able to walk through that and and they were able basically to fix it on you know on the paper so it was pretty cool well before we close i do want to mention that you did have a text uh, from a uh, Chris Crap 1939 boat, she says that uh, the St. Michael's Wooden Boat Festival is on the eastern shore of Chesapeake, 
And it's a Chris Craft lover's delight. And thank you so much, Stefan. All right. Awesome. Appreciate that. Yeah, we're getting down to time again. So let's thank our sponsor, Key Marine. Key Marine Center of Northwest Florida, located at 5621 Byer Road here in Pensacola, 850-492-0487. KeyMarineCenter.com is the website. And check out GeorgeStoneCenter.com as well. Congratulations again. Thank you. What is that number they can call to get more information about the classes or help with their uh, well, motors? Just go to the website and check out the chat feature, and that's the best way to get a hold of us. So that would be uh, georgestonecollege.edu. Yep. georgestonecollege.edu. See you soon, Stephanie. Thanks.